It's me, Ben. And it's me, Abba. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Nostalgy. Aiden, you're back. I'm Aiden's back. back. Aiden's back. Oh my gosh. Imagine I was like, I've been on vacation in Turks and Caicos this whole time. <laughs> oh my god. That was, I'd be like, I was right there with you, honey. <laughs> no, Aiden's back. This really feels like when when Aiden's gone, it really does feel okay. Remember the movie Zathura? No. With Kristen Stewart. What is that? It's like Jumanji, but in space. Oh. Yes. She turned into a monkey. You, or her brother does? I think... Oh, definitely. No, that's Jumanji. Certainly something like Never that. Mind. So I'm sure there's some sort of like alien variation of that. Mm-hmm. I remember Kristen Stewart gets frozen, Ada. Okay. And here's the thing. Kristen Stewart was kind of like, she was taking care of the children. And then she gets frozen. Okay. And then they're like, oh shit, what do we do? That to me is what happened when you were gone. I was like, Kristen, Kristen Stewart is frozen. Oh my God. <laughs> and now I'm you're thawed. I'm frozen. I'm thawed. Now you're thawed and you're back and you're glowing. How does this reference track? That's so funny. I love it. How old is this movie? I don't think I've seen it. I don't know. It feels to me like it has to be like two thousand. How? Like yeah. How five. old is she? Okay. I was, I think she was still a teenager. This was in Catch That Kid era. Oh yeah, Stewart. I always forget that she's like a prominent child actor. Like she was acting for a long time. Yeah. Panic Room with Joan Panic Room. Yeah. Panic Room. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that movie scared yeah. the shit out of me. And you know what's so great Scare about that Jerry movie Leto. now? Scared Jared Leto. Yeah, Jared Leto is the bad guy with cornrows. Oh, Rightfully so. Yeah. Rightfully so. He's, he even had but the that movie now, you watch Panic Room now and you see two generations of, of lesbians. <gasps> Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, that is gorgeous. beautiful. Is this, is a long, truly, gorgeous lineage of lesbians. A genealogy, if you will. A genealogy <laughs> of lesbians. It's, it's truly beautiful. Imagine getting your like Ancestry.ca back from like the spit tube and being like, my mother was a lesbian, lesbian. and her mother was a lesbian, <laughs> and her mother's mother was a lesbian. But my great-grandmother, she was bi. We don't count her. <laughs> Imagine... If the if there is a way, if there are any Silicon Valley freaks mm-hmm. listening who can make that happen, and I'm sure No, stop right now. They'll use it for evil. <laughs> they will. Oh my god. They'll use it for evil. Aiden's so <laughs> serious. It's so true they will use it for evil. <laughs> like don't they give will. them that idea. Please, Aiden's scared <laughs> for his it, life. Wouldn't it be so fierce and fabulous to find out that like I don't know, you find out that like Mother Teresa was Pam. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like a Course. Did you know oh, that, that Mother, Mother Teresa is like evil? Yeah. She, yeah. She, she's a really that. bad person. Yeah. <laughs> I just found that out semi recently, and yeah. I was like, like she that thought that people sense. with AIDS should die yeah, naturally. Truly. She's like, yeah, they deserve it or something. I yeah, don't know. Not great. Mother Teresa, more like annoying, <laughs> annoying Aunt Teresa. Okay. Yeah. Is she still alive? No, she died. She okay. When did she die? Oh my god, look at me. I'm already putting stuff to work. I think yeah. she died in the 90s. Oh what? My god. No, she didn't. Mother Is Teresa? I... No. Teresa. Wasn't, I think that like Princess Diana was at her deathbed. She died in no. 1997. She died in 1997? 19... <gasps> yeah. No, I swear you she died. You were both in... little babies. Oh my god, Ben <laughs> is Mother Teresa reincarnate. I'm Mother Teresa reincarnated. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. I kind of am, unfortunately. Oh my god. I. Why did I think she died in like 2015? Why did I think she, <laughs> they show her funeral on TV? Oh my god! I mean, but there are so, yeah. so many celebrities like that where I just like decide I decide that they've died. Yeah. You decide well, I have the died. opposite where I forget who is alive. Who's alive? Oh. Like I'll be like, they're still around, and then people will be like, Is Meatloaf mm-hmm. still around? He died. Yes. Right? Or did maybe Meatloaf died? <gasps> that died seems like right? one that I was aware of. Yeah. Um, because died of Twitter. Okay, so I did just Google meatloaf and meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> just meatloaf. No, meatloaf is alive. Okay, why alive. did I think he died? You know, my mom once told me that Catherine O'Hara died. And I was like, <laughs> she. Oh we were watching Home Alone and she points to Catherine O'Hara and is like, you know, she died. And I started crying hysterically for years, would watch this movie around Christmas time and just bawl and be like, 
can't believe she didn't get to see her legacy. This movie is so good. And then, like, being 20 and, like, seeing an interview with her and being like, oh, wait, she's alive! What the Your fuck? mom is so confused at her winning an, like, a, an Emmy Award. Oh, and, and, and Emmy, my mom's like, all white people look alike. I can't tell the difference. <laughs> she's not oh wrong. That's so funny. That is so funny. You know who else is very funny? <gasps> oh, wow. I, can I guess? You can guess. Yeah, you guess. Our guest. Our very special guest. Oh, yes. he's great. You've definitely heard of him. You've seen him on TV. You may have seen him on Pretty Hard Cases. <gasps> Absolutely. CBC Because News, mm-hmm. the Tony Ho podcast. You've definitely okay. heard of and him on the Tony Ho podcast. And, <laughs> you, <laughs> and you can even follow him on Sochmead. What's his at, Ben? Uh, Meg Rivas. That's M I G. R I V A S. Whoa, that I've never spelled anything in like months. I mean, come on. <laughs> I spelled I spelled it wrong. Follow on social. Very funny. Yes. Truly uh, Canadian comedy mm-hmm. icon. Iconic. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Legendary. Sorry. Legendary. Please welcome to the pod the very hilarious Miguel Rivas. Hi. Hi. Sorry, Abba's mom. I am still alive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not alive yet. Tell your oh kids whatever God. you want. I'm kicking it. Stuck on that, Mother Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> my, mom's, my mom's name is Teresa. You know, wow. oh I'm a better person than Mother Teresa. That's clear. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Abba, you literally have a Mother Teresa. I have a Mother Teresa. My mom's nothing like the real one. My mom thinks people with AIDS should get treatment and deserve it. Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. If there's one thing you should know about my mother... She, does, she thinks people with AIDS deserve yeah. treatment. Okay. My mother Teresa is better than that mother Teresa. Teresa. Exactly, <laughs> she's better than the saint. Is she a saint? No, she's not. Oh, I no, think but she. People I think she is. For sainthood. People she did, did I think right? That was a thing. Yeah. yeah. And okay. then if you look at the criteria for sainthood, it's like must have performed five <laughs> provable <laughs> miracles. How do you even do that? I don't know why, that? but I thought you were gonna say five push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like Navy SEAL training. You have to be like so fit yeah, to be so a saint. strong. Oh my god, I love that. Oh, that's really fucking funny. You sleep three hours a night for a week, and you have to do all, like all those crushing sit-ups. Yeah, and push-ups. yeah, yeah. You have to they drop you at the bottom of the ocean, or whatever the fuck they do. They're like, like hold yeah. your breath. Three like, more chains. Like, if you really love God, oh, do you really want to be a saint? Exactly. Do you really want to be a saint? Yeah. Then eat this dirt. Eat this dirt. <laughs> it's fully fear factor at this point. Becoming yeah. a saint is a fear factor episode. Oh my, oh my god! Oh, amazing. Well, ha- Jesus I hate wouldn't turn show. down worms. Sorry. Jesus would not, Jesus and I fully not. believe that Jesus would no. not turn it's down protein. Worms. Oh my! <laughs> oh my god! Oh, every time people talk about what Jesus would or would not eat, you know? Oh, how- she is a saint. She is. She is? Yeah. Wait. Oh my god! And not. also, did you know that when it's like when you become a saint, they like canonize you. Mm-hmm. That's what it's called. Can- be like, <laughs> she's, <made>. canon. <laughs> she's canon. She's canon. She's canon. That's oh my God, so that's strange. Insane. Oh my so God. All, yeah. your, all that Mother Teresa fanfic where she's not a saint, that's not canon. That's why it's canon. That out of here. That's why it's Sorry, you read it. Yeah. <laughs> that is so. Okay, well, I mean. Okay, work, Mother Teresa. I guess you got good what you wanted. For her. But I guess that's like winning the Mystery Two miracles attributed to Mother Teresa, according to Pope Francis. What are the miracles? No. Healing a Brazilian man with multiple brain tumors in 2000 and... Wait, what? In 2008? But she died in 1997. That's how I know! That's 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 a miracle. That is a miracle, then. That you were onto something. She, this and is then, time and space. Yes. Multiverse. This is multiverse. Multiverse. This is the Mother Teresa verse. This is the Mother Teresa. This is the Mother Teresa verse from all the different dimensions. Oh my god. Oh no, you're talking about Zack Snyder's Mother Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reboot. Four hours. The full cut. Four hours. In black and white. That is wild to be like. Imagine they're like, okay, we cured the ba- brain cancer. I'm like, um. Mother Teresa did it. <laughs> the doc- <laughs> not the doctors that performed the surgery. Yeah. To take yeah. The radiologists who like studied for a decade are like, okay. Okay. Like, they're like, kind of the guy did this, but sure. But sure. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, my God. So she's a saint for nothing, then. She's- for lies. Mm. Tom Foolery. God's, God's right. going to smite you. Jesus is going to smite you tonight. What? 
you Jesus know, <laughs> none of us here have have cured someone's brain tumor across time and space. So maybe we should like you know. That's I true. have to disagree. I have to fervently disagree with you. <laughs> I think I think this podcast kind of seeks to do something similar in that while it may not be like in a medical sense healing tumors, we are cleansing brains. You we are cleansing. <laughs> who, who are we? Who are we to drag Mother Teresa <laughs> for healing a brain tumor? When we ourselves on this podcast constantly we think that the, we can heal yeah. a man. She literally did something that is more possible <laughs> than healing a man of his yeah, ailment man. of being a man. <laughs> it's true. Oh my God. We can, honestly, Mother Teresa did what, she did something kind of easy in comparison. The idea of Mother Teresa, like this man's in a hospital bed and Mother Teresa walks in she's like, I can fix him. I can fix it. She's <laughs> ultimate I can fix him culture. <laughs> That's very funny. Oh, man. Oh, I'm... She got him a polo shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I need to cologne. get a nice haircut. Oh, yeah. Some pomade. Oh, like his hair back. Some like pomade. Mother back. <laughs> she enrolled him in therapy and then brain tumors gone. She got him a health card. Yeah. <laughs> bought got some vegetables for him oh, he has five years of back fridge. taxes covered yes yeah she got him a bed frame oh she did the work. Mother Teresa, just say it. mother Teresa, come on a minute you were fucking that man weren't you mother Teresa? <laughs> you were straight up fucking you were fucking that man and and you the reason why he got better is because he was getting laid mother yeah, Teresa. she's like please get the tumor removed babe please <laughs> This, this is... reimagining of Mother Teresa. <laughs> this is why I wake up in the morning. I think this how is far, like... how far can we go? Let's say she had huge biceps as well. natural can. I thought you were going to say huge ass, huge boobs. She oh, she was three. thick. She was carrying a thick. wagon, like. <laughs> <laughs> she was baking a cake back yeah. there. You know? Imagine. Oh my god, she sends she sends a bicep pick and then a tip pick and then an ass pick and calls it the father, the son, and the holy spirit. <laughs> I'm going to help. I'm stopping. Yeah, that is so funny. Oh my god, and holy spirit is spelled like whole, like, ass, yeah. like, like whole, you know what I mean? Like, oh. it's, uh, we're we're going to we're this is officially the oh. final nail in the coffin. We're all going to hell. Well, the four of us have just pulled off a miracle, which means I think we qualify for sainthood. We That's right. Oh we're about to be canonized. Yes, canonized. That would be so incredible. First vulture, then the Vatican. First congratulations vulture. on your vulture show. They paint us Thank over. They paint us over. It's like you know the picture of like God and and Adam touching, or is it Jesus? Yes. No, Adam. But, Adam, Adam. Yeah. It's one of them's holding AirPods. The other one is holding an iPhone playing nostalgique. It's <laughs> so stupid. Oh, I love that. I don't recall that Mother episode. Teresa ever showing up in the pages of Vulture. Exactly. Right. She couldn't do that. You said it. You said thank it. Thank you. So, thank you. Oh, oh my God. I'm excited I, for... I was about to say, oh, I hate that woman. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Where did that come from? I don't oh know. Oh, my God. This is, I'm so. This is really. This is really interesting because yes. sometimes, Miguel, I hope you're comfortable with me saying this. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. sometimes, oh, I want to say something after. Go. I don't know what you're gonna say, but I immediately said yes. <laughs> oh, you could trust. You could trust me always. Um, sometimes when we have when we have a man of the straight the heterosexual persuasion, there are automatically some reservations. Kind of like, well, what are they gonna bring? Like, what kind of music? You know what I mean? And I will say, for I'd say like a ninety nine point nine percent of our straight male guests always shine yeah. in terms of what they bring and everything. It's always great. And Aiden prefaced what artist you'll introduce soon by being like, okay, well, I don't know. Like he was kind of like waffling about it. But when Abba and I found out, we, it was just the group smash. chat exploded. It was gibberish. Out. It was gibberish in the chat because we love this we artist. We love this artist so much. Really? Listen, this so was much. like, oh, okay, I have a so playlist. Much. I have a playlist that I made when I was 16. I was, I was like, ah. I'm going to be in university soon. My life is changing so fast. I'm getting tits in the hips. And, and <laughs> You're going full Mother Teresa. I'm going full Mother Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> my ass is going to so fat. My biceps are huge. I was like, I, oh it was really coming of age for me. So I was listening to like a lot of Arcade Fire, a lot of the strokes. And I have this playlist that I go to literally every week when I need comfort. Oh. And it's just like everything the strokes did, like that first few years that they were like really good. I mean, we can get into that later. But I'm, I'm so happy yeah. that we finally get to talk about this. I've been waiting for someone to bring the strokes onto the pod for so long. 
I can't yeah. believe someone hasn't done it before. Exactly. Can you please, can you please introduce? Well, I guess yes. I said it. I ruined it by saying the strokes. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert. Abba ruined, ruined it. it. But it's the strokes. <laughs> I chose the strokes to talk Ooh. about because for me, they represent what this pod is about. Nostalgique is, I was 16 when the, the strokes like kind of came out and emerged. Mm-hmm. And I hated high school so much, like many of us. Mm-hmm. And I went to high school in, like, the suburbs of Toronto, out uh, in Durham, actually. Mm. I moved all over the place. But I, by the time I was in high school, I was in Whitby. Oh, wow. And Whitby, uh, uh, sorry, any Whitby listeners out there, is dirt tracks. <laughs> 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 no, Whitby, <laughs> Whitby. And I didn't, I didn't belong there. Real Mother <laughs> Teresa of a town. Real Mother Teresa. And the strokes felt like a window into... Um, Something that wasn't available around there, which was like coolness. Yes. Oh, cool. And yeah, yeah. I think now maybe maybe like really young people, like preteens, would look at it now and be like, "That's not cool." <laughs> yes. But for me, it was the coolest thing imaginable, and I started to dress like them mm-hmm. and have a hair like them, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I saw them live a bunch of times, and like I preached the <gasps> gospel of the Strokes yes. for years. Yes. And yes. even even when I was in like university, and you know, you get to university and you start like exchanging music with people mm-hmm, and stuff, mm-hmm. I would be like, "Okay, so." Uh, best albums of all time. Top two is The Strokes. Yes. And then, <laughs> then we can talk about what's at number three. Yes. Like, I was so yeah. beyond. Yes. And my whole friend group. It was like absolutely everything mm. with The Strokes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe maybe the intro is not the part to do this, but let me tell you how I discovered No, it. yes. This Ooh, is perfect. perfect. Yes, go off. I, I've been obsessed with music like so, to a severe degree my entire life. Mm-hmm. But I... I I went in and out of different phases, but I wasn't sure what was for me in high school. Mm-hmm. Like I just, there was nothing that spoke to me really. I didn't belong to any scene or, you know, I, I mostly was into gangster rap mm-hmm. before that. And by the time I went to Whitby, which I was bused to for French immersion, <laughs> um, it, was, it, was, it was all white people. Like mm-hmm. I was considered very much not white when I was there, even though I'm clearly white passing. Because uh-huh. I because my name's Miguel and I'm half Latino. Everyone's yeah. like, uh-huh. it was like, people would be like, do you speak English? Like literally, <laughs> Whitby was nicknamed White Bee and it was all pop punk. Mm-hmm. So I really tried mm-hmm. pop punk. Yeah. I went to the Warp Tour. I did all that stuff, mm-hmm. but I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I just didn't like it. Mm-hmm. So I was uh-huh. at, uh, so I, I, Miguel, uh, circa age 16 I met Snow Job if anybody remembers that series of concerts oh, put on by no. Much Music yeah. and I'm leaving the st- I'm, I'm walking away from the middle of the Simple Plan set yeah. because I'm like this, this is sucks. trash Whoa. can we swear on this pod because it was shit oh, yeah, you, you can, can swear as much it as you want ass shit I was like this ah, is garbage shit. so I'm walking away being like what am I doing and I literally looked down on the ground and there was a promotional sticker for the strokes. Oh my God. Like their original image. And I was like, that's the coolest sticker and name I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was it. I went home, I went on Napster, which was yes. new at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I downloaded their their EP. Mm-hmm. That was it. End of the story. Mm-hmm. Literally found a sticker oh, and God. became an obsessive to, to this day, sort of. That's the coolest, like, that's the coolest intro we've ever had for a band because every yes. every guest that we have is kind of like, well, I heard them on the radio a bunch and then one day I finally sat down and listened to them. But that is so like, that's a scene from like an indie movie. Like that yeah, was yeah, a scene from is. Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. It was a sticker that like showed me that you don't belong at Snow Job yes. watching Simple no. Things. Yes. And clearly the person who that sticker belonged to also they didn't belong there either because they left in such a hurry that it fell like a la Cinderella. <laughs> in, the in, the in the dirt. In the dirt. But I, and I love, I love that you're drawn to the iconography yes. first because like yes. they they're, they really do have such they strong do. like iconography. Like, yeah. Their albums do like stand out as such a strong, like yes. each of them like very strong aesthetic for both of them. Yes. Sorry, Ab, I cut you off. No, you no, no, no. I was, I was going to say like you're speaking to something that I agree to and also past guests have like um, talked about like Jordan when he was when he did our episode we were talking about like how we were music snobs in high school and it's because like we were dirt poor and like (laughs) like had a shitty family dynamic so it's like the thing that you cling to is the thing that's gonna that helps you imagine the kind of life that you can live how you can get out of like these small towns get out of Brampton like stuff like that and the Shokes was that for me like I remember journaling in high school and being like I'm one day I'm gonna live in an apartment 
in Toronto. <laughs> and oh like, is this it? Is like playing in the background. Like there's mood lighting uh, on. And I'm like, yeah. my life is going to be like 30 going on, uh, 13 going on 30. Like it, <gasps> oh they help God. me imagine this cool life. So I'm happy that you're speaking They're to so that. Cool. I'm going to wash my jeans only once every two weeks. <laughs> oh, oh every yeah. Two weeks. That was so, why was that such a trope also from like, the early 2000s people being like you shouldn't wash your jeans more than once a month well the strokes i remember i used to like gobble up anything i could get about them and there was like a rolling stones thing where it was like and so i met up for julian for part two of our interview julian casablanca's Mm -hmm. the lead singer yeah i met up with julian uh seven days later and he had the same (laughs) jeans and shirt but he swore to me that he changed his underwear (laughs) oh my god this is a rolling stone article and i was like that's <laughs> it's literally the hottest shit I've ever heard. As a Virgo, so... I'm disgusted. I'm like, please, <laughs> ew, laundry, please. <laughs> but that to me, they were so emblematic of that yes. cool guy thing of just like greasy hair, like just like nothing shirt, yeah. like skinny jeans, like messy, and like it's it just all works. It's like, all well, work, yeah. You yeah. know, you think of the aesthetic they were like competing against in you know when rock and rock and roll was mm-hmm. like still sort of dominant but like mm-hmm. dying. Yes, mm-hmm. and we were just we were coming out of like. Limp Biscuit and <laughs> yeah. no, no, new metal like Limp Biscuit, yeah. stained, yeah, were stained, Ew, and yeah. like, oh, like just and like disturbed, yeah, and like oh, I can't yeah. even think of all those awful new like, metal bands, but uh, yeah. their whole aesthetic was just gross, gross, yeah, 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 yeah. very yeah. baggy, yeah, and, but not in a cool way, yeah. And then the Strokes were like, they were, they looked like they had chosen their image before they wrote a song. Exactly. Yes. 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 yes, yes. Like Ooh, their yeah, aesthetic yeah. had a hold over Tumblr. Like if you were talking yeah. cool bands, it was like all I ever saw were leather jackets, striped tees, that horrible like signature Julian Casablanca's like messy hair. Like I feel like they really put like their mark on that before it got popular in the l- later part of the early aughts. You're well, talking about my I, hair for a decade. Oh, God. I was going to say, but it's kind oh, of like you saying that you decided to like model the way you looked after them is kind of like, it is a little timeless. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at the way they yeah. dress, like they're pretty mm-hmm. 60s other than yes. their pants. Yeah. And then like it still like persevere, like it kind of, I guess a little bit, you can see like the beginning of norm core yes! in the way that they dress. Okay, that's what I was going to say. That's why I like them so much also. Because mm-hmm. in high school, I was like, I'm straight edge. I don't drink. I don't smoke. That was like grade nine. And then everything was I left. I love that. But <laughs> <laughs> that's why they felt so accessible to me. I was like, because I was also listening to pop punk and a lot of emo stuff. And yeah. I was like, I don't want to be seen, like be a scene kid. Because that's a lot of commitment that my parents would be like, just dragging mm, yeah. me for being like you're the devil why is your hair red you're not getting spacers you're right? not getting spacers <laughs> oh, them no, being God. like we're not from kenya you don't need to stretch your ears honey. <laughs> like, they, they think it's just like a cultural thing they wouldn't understand that it's like a part of the yeah. culture um but um yeah so like the strokes just felt so accessible in terms of aesthetic and it felt like that lo-fi kind of like it listening to the strokes for me it felt like just hanging out in a friend's garage like it all felt yeah. cool because it was so accessible. It, it it felt like the start of like a whole new movement. I yeah. remember just thinking music like a lot of most music sucked at the time, mm-hmm. and then it was like what dropped was like the Strokes, the White Stripes, and the Hives yeah. at the same time, yeah. oh. and it was like, wow, this is what music is going to sound like now, yes. and it's actually good, mm-hmm. and yeah. a bit timeless, and it's cool. And I started just going to those concerts like all the time, mm-hmm. and yeah, even like took that approach to sort of comedy and stuff. I remember when we when I start I, I started doing comedy with a sketch troupe called Frenzy, which which may as well not have existed now. But mm. it was me and my brother Freddie. Who probably shout know. out to Freddie. Shout out well. to Freddie and actually Alana Johnston, if anybody oh, knows her. Oh, shout out to Alana. Canadian. And a couple other people. Um, and we we kind of like looked like the strokes of comedy <laughs> to the point where in one of our first shows we got burned on stage by Deb D. Giovanni. <laughs> Who was doing stand up and she was like she was like, This show's weird. I mean you got the strokes sitting over here. Oh my god. That's and everyone laughed funny. at us. But we were like, Cool. Yes. Oh yeah. Exactly. Oh but Miguel, if someone made that comparison to me in high school it would have been over. Right? Like my head would have exploded. Yes. That's all it I did. Want. I felt cool. And yeah. I, felt like- I have this joke that I do when I'm doing stand up where I'm like, I like I look and sound like I have a white boyfriend, but jokes on you, I have no boyfriend. And the button sometimes, if like people aren't laughing, is like, I'll be like, I look like I know every single stroke song 
because they're just they're very white but like cool white like they eat pad thai indian food and maybe one of them has like a, like a chinese girlfriend like they're oh my god i love i love that the, i love that the criteria for cool white person is eating thai food. I, I eat thai food i like that the threshold so is eating pad thai yes. eating pad thai they like that's most a... common kind of thai food. Yeah, the most like uh like whiteified yes. food available literally yeah. like that would be on uh like the menu of a restaurant that's not a thai restaurant yeah. <laughs> we got burgers ice cream and uh, ketchup pad thai, pad thai. <laughs> ketchup pad Oh I, that, I remember that joke. I truly am this like, this sounds wild to say, but I remember you doing that joke and being like, <gasps> like my ears like perking up at the strokes. Like, like, I live to hear a strokes reference. They're cool. Like, <laughs> and also that's such a specific huh. example for like a very certain type of like whatever mm-hmm. hipster boy. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, I, I love that. He truly, like you said, Abba, listening to the strokes, it really felt like that was one of the first type of artists that it was like, I would have like a special relationship yes. with them where it's like you listen to them like alone in your room mm-hmm. or while you're going for a walk and it feels very like it's like oh my god like I love and I still to this day will listen to the song a lot is the I'll try anything once but the live yes. version yes. Oh, yeah. yes, yes. of course everyone the iconic it was in like the it was in uh, Sofia Coppola's film somewhere mm-hmm. like very that but that song to mm-hmm. me defined like the entirety of like grade 10 mm-hmm. true I, I i remember like that song specifically and other songs like from that era being like because they had their first two albums and it was, it was pretty much hit after hit yeah. sort of i'm not sure how many they actually sold or if they were just like really pop yeah or whatever because mm-hmm. they were there when they they started when no, when everyone decided to not buy music anymore. yeah yeah right yeah um and, and i remember when that song came out it was like well, this song will be a hit, mm-hmm. was in my head. And that it wasn't a large hit, or anything from that album was a large hit. Yeah. Like, really large, I mean. Mm-hmm. I, I just remember being like, oh, pop music sucks, and yes. they don't get it. You know? well, I, I remember, like, associating that song with that, oddly. Yeah, I think that's really yeah. interesting. Like, it's so, now looking back, I mean, independent music was going through, like, such an interesting, like, um, I guess, like, coming of age. Like in the early two thousands, which like I was not aware, I was listen- I was listening to Lizzie McGuire. Like I was not, like, <laughs> I, you know, like I wasn't aware of the Strokes yet. But when they came out, it was it was the early two thousands, and like they really like defined this aesthetic and sound for them. And I think that people who are fans of fans of them are like, oh my god, this is the biggest thing ever. And then everyone out there's then there's everyone outside of it. Like they are critical yeah. darlings. Like. Critical yeah. magazines love them, or not critical. I'm mm-hmm. not like JSTOR magazines. I mean, like, but I it reminds me of how big their fandom is. Also, like, I was I was a part of Fangirl Tumblr, and I had a Tumblr dedicated to the Strokes Vampire Weekend. Oh yes, that is the holy trifecta. That is the Father, yes! the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That, that is, is the MGMT Vampire Weekend. Oh my God. Oh, I remember is, even I remember being yeah, such a Strokes yeah. fan that when mm-hmm. Vampire Weekend came out, it was like knockoff Strokes. Yes. Oh, <laughs> you're too, that's Vampire Weekend. And if we're talking about modeling, mm-hmm. like uh, one's personal style after a group, the Vampire Weekend when I when I saw those like cute little pastel sweaters awesome. and little shirts and a little uh, maybe a little button, I I went off. Like that's yeah. all I ever wanted to dress like. That, their music Truly. was great, but you know what? You know what they they looked like to me was mm-hmm. the whiter version of the strokes which sounds hilarious a little bit a olive little bit skin ethnic, yeah. I, I think they're like part yeah. armenian yes. like they're okay. not quite like waspy yes. so, so to me i i honestly identified with a little bit of mm-hmm. that tiny race ambiguity at the time mm-hmm. and yeah. they didn't look like Fred Durst, or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then Vampire Weekend felt like a cleaned up version of The Strokes with even like yeah. tighter songs. Yes. Like, oh, oh yeah. man. It's so and funny. I think, are they from New York too? I They're from New York. Yeah, I think they yeah. all like met at like Columbia. Or yeah, something. they all yeah, met yeah. in university. That's the thing about The Strokes and Vampire Weekend. They're such u- university bands. Oh, totally. Oh, God. Yeah. It's so funny. It's like. So, so I, the, oh, the Strokes yeah. for me is also like, they have so many like. Not only was it for comedy for me and everything, but my main like comedic partner and writing partner since I was 19 years old is Roger Bainbridge, mm-hmm. who's still in Tony Hall with me. Shout out to Roger. And shout out to Roger Bainbridge. Mm-hmm. And we were both we both went to U, U of T Mississauga to study acting, which was a nightmare. Oh my god, I went the, to the U, worst town. I went to U of T St. George for acting as well. Boo. Okay, but that's that's we looked up to you. No boo. So, <laughs> Mississauga <laughs> campus. Mississauga campus was literally in the woods. 
Oh, yeah. Um, so we were both that out there trapped. That is very theater, though, I will oh, say. It's, like, oh, I feel it's like an acting school has to be like, don't go in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> don't go in yes, any of yeah. the several forests that <laughs> yeah. surround this campus. Yeah. But So we met, and The Strokes' second album came out when I was in first year university. Mm. And like, oh. we, were, we were both miserable, but we were like, we both like this. <laughs> Lifelong friends. Literally. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Like, yeah. And still, yeah. And then we, oh man, it's so funny to think how emotionally attached to the early strokes. Thing. <laughs> I don't no, that's blame so you. Great. I don't blame yeah. you at all. I was, I, it was this thing where like, I felt like they were like the type of people that I wanted to be, which is yes. so sad and so beautiful and adorable at the same hey, time. Yeah, like The type of people I wanted to meet. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. They were so cool to me. And being a part of that fandom was like such, like everyone was so obsessed with their personalities at that time. And yeah. so I remember there'd be like these sayings that would go viral on like Tumblr would be like, what about little Fabrizio? And Fabrizio's <laughs> a member of the band who uh... in their tour documentary had to leave early because he had to take care of his kid or something. And so people like would grab these like little quotes and like these little isms of the strokes and really hold on dearly to them. And I think I, I kind of got into university and was like, this is like an insular thing that I'll love for myself and never really talk about out, out loud. But you know, every once in a while I'll walk around and just go, what about little Fabrizio? Like there's such <laughs> oh a, a kindredness. To those now things? I'm gonna say that. Yeah, that's uh, fun to say. <laughs> I, I like I like knew all their complicated names yes. and like what they were like, and I knew all their history. I really like looked up to them like yes. a new Beatles. Yes. Uh, even yeah. though it didn't pan out that way. But if you think about when they came out, mm -hmm. so not only did they come when Napster just arrived and record mm -hmm. like sales died, mm -hmm. but they also put out their first album on September 11th, 2001. <laughs> no, they Literally. didn't. No. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. No. That's what, so they had all this hype building throughout 2000 2001 yeah. early and it was like the lead up to this oh man they're going to drop the debut and it's going to change music <sighs> they're the next you know nirvana or whatever they're going to be the thing mm -hmm. and the, the album comes out on september 11th <laughs> and the num the num the song number nine on the album is called new york city cops mm -hmm. which i don't know how familiar you guys with that song the chorus is new york city cops they ain't too smart <laughs> and it's repeated many times <laughs> And it was yeah. like just a song burning New York City police officers for hassling, I don't know, like, hipsters, yeah. I guess. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't even like a deep critique no, of policing. Yeah, no. It was just like fucking cops. They uh, won't let me drink on the street. Basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they took my smokes. Yeah. Um, and, and they had to pull all the albums from across the world. They pulled every copy oh. of the album and replaced it with what? a shittier song. Which I think was trying your luck. Like trying your luck. I that, hate that song. Oh my yeah, god. Sucks. Dana, and, Dana, boo. The way it starts it, sucks. New York City Cops was like the one yeah. that was like their live staple, mm -hmm. and they had to like abandon it because at that time everything that was even remotely related to a critique of America yes. or cops or fire or anything was like evil. It was evil. So oh it my sunk, god. It, yeah. So it like sunk the chances of that really. Selling really well physically. That they were so critical, darlings, but it was weird. That's such an interesting point to make. Oh my God, this really puts things into perspective politically because America did experience that really like hard shift towards the right where it was like after 9 11 mm -hmm. happens and yeah. it's like there's this praise of law enforcement, there's this praise of like it was like America's big tragedy. Yeah, um, and they loved they were Giuliani. Yes, they loved yeah. Giuliani at the time, and it really—that's when everything became so narc. And if you, if you even think about it, like the shows that were on TV completely changed a few years after 9/11. Like mm -hmm. everything culturally, especially in music, really did shift. Yeah. And so I think it's so interesting that the Strokes came out in this time that felt so like, I don't know, like outlandish. Like America was still like cool yeah. a bit. I, know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's really really interesting but I, is wild. i'm curious that's so funny abba that you're saying because you're right i'm just trying to i'm looking at a couple of facts just before i like start talking shit no because i'm just thinking about like you know like shows like law and order svu and csi both started like yeah. right before 9 11 there right you before go 9 11 oh so like and then there was also Ew. this thing of like during that time like black tv shows started to dwindle like everything became mm. about racial ambiguity and like togetherness like representing yeah. diversity as this thing of like we're all Americans and not being like just yeah. many people need to live in the same country because we fucked exactly. up their country. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they're like uh -huh. we're all we're all the same vibe. Exactly. I was, gonna, I was literally vibe. just gonna say everyone had yeah. to be the same. The same. There was yeah. no like individual. I feel yeah. like yeah, they were obsessed with being like oh here's a person of color, but. 
not the type of person of color yeah. you think. And yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. oh, it's just because a white person like wrote this character. Exactly. Oh, is that a person of color? I don't see color. I don't see color. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Very, very I don't see that. color. Oh, oh my god. But, but I remember, Britney Spears was like, "I support my president." It's like also uh, yeah. you, you, you had to as a pop star be like I love George yeah. Bush. Well, I mean, lest oh, we forget Brittany. what happened. What happened to the chicks? So when like oh, they yeah. literally, oh, my oh my god, god yeah. that was like right around then. Oh my god, that was true. I'm yeah, not they ready to make nice. Yeah, I'm not ready to make nice. I'm not ready to back and down because I'm mad that. as hell. Oh. No, that was actually that was really the cool. number of times I've almost crashed my car because I've been screaming, singing, not ready to make nice. <laughs> that is so I Aiden. Love... Oh, Aiden. <laughs> no, I love because I'll also like scream, like cry, sing to that song, and it's so funny because like the internal narrative I'm having is not the one they had where it's no. like a deeply like <laughs> politically wrought like no. people sending them death threats and I'm like um a boy didn't message me my back on him my mom sent me a death threat yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that does Did sound our, serious cause she's yeah. like Natalie I think is her mm-hmm. name is like quite difficult to sing along with so I'm like gotta close my eyes to hit this note <laughs> <laughs> She's going all the way up there. Okay. Yeah. But to the ground, just like steering wheel. That is so fucking funny. I like the I idea of never... you, like, every time that song comes on, you literally pull over. Yes. So you can <laughs> be safe. It's so funny because, yeah, Aiden, I've seen you drive, but I can never picture gay people driving. <laughs> Even imagining it, I'm like, I literally, I picture like a pink punch buggy. Like, like I just can't. Yeah. I don't see a real car or road. You like never see me drive. I just like disappear from one place and reappear somewhere else. Aiden, look around. Oh God, oh I really God. love gay futurism. Just being like, gay people <laughs> are so incapable of doing like these cis hetero gay things futurism. that they have to gay do something need fantastic. To be driven around. Yes, I think, yeah. like, exactly. Carried yes. around like Cleopatra. Yes. Like, <laughs> exactly. Me go. That's oh an idea. That on the bed like, set on pipes. Is that how that works? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Shaves. And works. and straight allies can volunteer to take shifts to kind of like. Yes. I'll carry Aiden so he can sing Dixie Chicks. Instead of that shaves, I would want to be, you know, when they have the like pole bearers carry a coffin and then I would pop out like, surprise. I'm not dead. Oh, he's a goth too. Yeah. Drama. Oh, Big man. Um, so That's I nice. feel like, I feel like I really, really identify with their first album is this it, which is so interesting because I don't know why when I was listening to that album in 20, not even 20, anything like 2007, 2008, I thought it had come out that year. It wasn't until like a few years after Uh, where I was like, wait, this shit came out like a decade ago. Um, and it really speaks to like their endurance, like cool kids in the early two thousands were like, this is our shit. And then 10 years later, a new group of cool kids were like, Oh no, this is our manifesto. Um, yeah. yeah, go ahead. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say that they had like, um, they they put out those first two albums, and mm-hmm. everyone thought they were like the second coming of Jesus or yeah. whatever. And then I think they, if they had done like a Ramones style thing where they just put out the same album over and over again, yeah, people would have been more happy with them. But they I they agree. started like venturing out into like weirder stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like they kind of lost the cool luster for a while there. I remember looking back mm-hmm. like like early like 2011, 2012 and being like, "Oh wow, are they now the opposite of what started? They're not cool. They're like they're like my generation's Bon Jovi." <laughs> Like, cool at the time and not outside of that time at all. Well, when Julian made those comments about being like, I love the police or whatever, everyone was like, shut up, you old hipster. But I feel like, I don't know, I feel like they were still cool in terms of sound at least. But I'm I'm curious to know what your favorite Strokes album is. Mm, Yeah. I mean, I I feel like I would say Room on Fire, the Mm, second one, because of like, it felt like... Okay, so Is This It came out and it was like life-defining. This is the greatest. Mm-hmm. And then the, when Room on Fire came out, the second album, it was just that, but better. Mm-hmm. It was like better mm-hmm. music and um, uh, them still going like upwards in trajectory in terms of fame, esteem, coolness, mm-hmm. songwriting. So it felt like the promise of a long career of total perfection, which mm-hmm. they didn't really deliver. No. But <laughs> I remember in that moment thinking that they were the, they were the greatest band I would ever... Listen to, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
So for me, Room on Fire. But I love them both severely. And they're both, the best thing about them, they're both like 29 minutes in and out. Yes. Door. That's what <laughs> I love. So That's like, what I miss about that era yeah. of like like hipster rock music. It's that every song was like, rah, 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 and it was done. Like yeah. just two minutes of like a guy being loud and drunk. Like I'm their like, 12 music songs, video for 12 songs night. max. Exactly, yeah, 12, 12 songs, songs. Not, not a lot. And, max. Oh my God. Yes. Max. But truly, okay. But how do we feel about? Because I, I kind of like their new album that came out. I have yeah, listened. I think it's pretty good. I, I think you it's haven't really listened. Good. I haven't. I haven't I, listened to any music. I've been so bad. Here's the thing, Abba. It's, it's. I really it when it came out because like I feel like so many bands that I used to listen to like in high school and stuff when they come yeah. out with new music now it feels like they're kind of just on, on the tail end of these like production trends yeah. that like it mm-hmm. feels very kind of like I don't know mm-hmm. like older person trying to keep up or whatever mm-hmm. and I, like and cold and play the, every cold yes. song you're like what exactly. are you guys they're like doing? we love india this is our new <laughs> yeah when i ever listen to cold play i'm like and what genre do you think you are exactly <laughs> oh <my God>. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. and the grammy for best elevator music goes to <laughs> <laughs> Coldplay, like but see they used yeah. to make such good music and that's why i'm always like wary of listening to an old band's newer stuff because I'm afraid yeah. that I'm gonna be like look at these fucking old guys and I'm not gonna exactly. lie you guys I'm looking at this album artwork and it is so 2012 <laughs> that's the thing and Abba that's what I was gonna say is this album it does not feel it feels just like a a good strokes oh um, like it doesn't feel it. like it looks like they still haven't changed their jeans <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly but they swear to god that underwear is new. it's clean it's so clean <laughs> oh my god. that album Ben won the Grammy for best rock album oh it was really? I really like there's some good I mean I'm naming kind of like the more popular songs I haven't listened to the album in a while but like yeah. Bad Decisions the parents that's a great are, song great Great song. The like bad decisions really harkens back to like qu- like that feels like mm-hmm. a quintessential strip song. Like the parents are talking, I think, or the adults are talking mm-hmm. is another song I like. Mm-hmm. And they had like a scary music video that was actually kind of cool too. Ooh. Oh, I haven't. Where seen they like what they're, song? they're all like plastic mannequins and their faces all melt. See, and that to me, I'm like that is a 2011 premise. You it's, know what I mean? Like <laughs> that is perfect. It's so it's interesting. Perfect. So it's it, I love that you say that it sounds like a good Strokes album because that's all I'd ever want a band like the Strokes to give me at this mm-hmm. point. Like even with Arctic Monkeys, their new like more refined like cooler yeah. music that they put out in like what was it like 2016? What was their last album that was AM oh, AM before that Hotel album or whatever? That felt like okay, they're making money now. They're giving us chic. But listening to that album, I was like, yeah. I was, I was like, this is oh, a lot. You're pissed off. I was like, this is the last time I'm going to listen to the Arctic Monkeys because they've changed so much. I'm wishing them a, yeah. a farewell. I don't hate them. But I'm wishing them a farewell. farewell. Yeah. Them a farewell. So I'm happy. Is this... What? Sorry, I was just gonna. Is AM the one that you hate, or Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino? Tranquility Base so, Hotel and Casino. Like now they're just talking about places that they go to. Yeah, right. like, I don't like that title. Yeah, yeah, that's really they're kind of jumping the shark on that one. Yeah. I sometimes have a hard time. Like, it sucks because you can't really hold it against an artist of any kind for this, and I notice it a lot with TV. But you know, when there's like season one and season two, when it's like critically acclaimed, I'm specifically thinking of. Broad City, mm-hmm. and then season three, I saw them, and I was like, "You guys look fucking rich now. Yeah, like you yeah. have rich woman hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which yeah. is so it's hard. So and they're like, uh oh, better go sell bagels for a dollar twenty five an hour. This is so random. And Miguel, I'm so sorry for, to interrupt you to literally say tell a nothing story, but my dad's coworker casually emailed saying that they listened to the pod to my dad which is great oh, shout out God. to whoever that coworker is but then literally get this the email was like yeah like i'm not very into comedy but my husband's niece or something i think that's the connection my husband's niece is abby jacobson has your son heard of her i was oh, like what? <laughs> my yeah, yeah, we I've might heard have heard. That is I've heard stupid. Of, oh no, and no, this is what she said. She's like, I think she co-produced a TV show called Broad City. Not <laughs> even like, not even like it was like she's a star of Broad City. Like, I think yeah, she co-produced it. I like my dad sent me the email. Was like, lol, and I was like, oh, so are you okay. telling us that Abby Jacobson listens? Is that what you just said? 
No, no I, I, I think that's clear as that. day that Abby listened. Yeah, she listened. And she loves one of Abby's that's relatives. That's canonical. Yeah. No, that's that canonical. We're saints. We're saints. We're saints. We're saints. Our asses saints. are getting bigger as we speak. I, wait a minute. That qualifies as the second miracle. You got Abby <gasps> to listen to the pod, right? <gasps> oh. We're official saints. Yay, we did it. We did it. You just need two, it turns out. <laughs> so you're kind of like the Pope. You're a bit of an adjudicator in this sense. Yeah, yeah. I'm really you're just kind of... laying down who gets I to be a saint and who doesn't. Pope Francis. That is so funny. Francis, yeah. so funny. Pope Francis, uh, get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but <laughs> to go back to the strokes, I feel like they, like, as we talked about, they really influenced, like, our friend groups. Like, I obviously. Definitely. Yeah, like, you. It, it, not only did I want to be friends with people who listen to the strokes, but I was like, I want to be friends with people who look like they listen to the strokes. I <laughs> yeah. want us to walk down the street and people go like, stroke fans. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> yeah. like, like really, really corny shit like that. But they it's also- like, Can this become an aesthetic? Exactly. Mm-hmm. But it yeah. kind of did and it re- really influenced the kind of shit that I started watching because I like the strokes so much, I started watching a lot of indie movies. And I want to know if the Strokes like influenced, like, did they give you your like career that kind of trajectory where you're like? I love that question. I, that's such a cool. I love that. You're like aesthetic career, we'll call it. Like, did they influence the type of culture that you took in? I definitely think so. Like, they yeah. definitely led me to a bunch of other directly to mm-hmm. it. There's no like other part of the line that led me to certain music groups from the past that they idolized, like television. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but f- in terms of movies, it felt like concurrent with like Spike Jones mm-hmm. and totally. uh, and totally. also um, uh, uh, Sofia Coppola as well. Yeah, yeah. I know mm-hmm. Anywhere was mm-hmm. used later or, or, or somewhere used some of the music later, but yeah. Lost in yeah. Translation was around that time. And I just like in my mind, that's all like washed together. Yeah. Yes. Like getting into cool things, mm-hmm. and also like that's when I started getting into the Velvet Underground, yes. who, who are like you know Strokes precursors. Yes. Totally. Um, so it was it. It felt like whatever they said was cool. Then that's what I was gonna like. Yeah. Yeah. So I that, there yeah. there's no like. Um, trying to make it make sense like it was directly i was taking mm-hmm. orders from them yeah. <laughs> in terms of what, of what to watch and listen to and yeah. how to dress and how to cut my hair yeah, yeah. and yeah. they drank heineken so i drank heineken yes. literally <laughs> i literally modeled myself after them oh my god and even like doing sketch comedy was like they're a five piece we're gonna be a five piece. oh my like, god i swear to god it was that that's direct. my next question that, I, I didn't even put more thought into it than that that's so that, Go ahead, I, I really, I, I was just gonna say that's such a cool because it's so true that music like definitely helps like inform mm-hmm. other like m- types of media we consume because like if there's like mm-hmm. a cool song and a movie trailer, I'm automatically gonna have like a good or like a cool feeling yes. towards that movie. And like I just realized, and Miguel, this is true galaxy brain of what you're saying of like the marriage between like film and music mm-hmm. is true is like truly literal in some senses where like Sofia Coppola is literally like married. To the to the lead singer, of, yeah. the lead guy of Phoenix, yeah. and like right. then yes. Phoenix yeah. will like make mu- Phoenix makes music for like Sofia Coppola's new movie on the rocks, and you're like that mm-hmm. song. It's like I love I kind of th- that type of music, that type of indie music. Totally, I feel like if that didn't exist, mm-hmm. the indie movies that like I kind of grew up watching, and by group I mean like I still watch now. Like I feel <laughs> like they wouldn't they wouldn't even exist because yeah. the music is such a vital part of the storytelling. I think yeah. you know, you know what else it was too is like is like. You know how you know how people there's so many doomsday people all the mm. time who are like the world is going to end soon. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's a philosophical thing where people want the time that they're alive to matter. Yes. <gasps> you know they don't yes. they don't want to just they don't want it to be like only studying history or thinking about the future. They want yes. it to be like right now is the thing. Yeah. And so I think like artistically, The Strokes was that for me coming mm-hmm. of age at like between you know 16 and 21 or whatever it was like this. I'm going to be part of a musical movement mm-hmm. and an artistic movement that will make, you know, new genres and everyone will talk about for years and years yeah. and years. So like I wanted to will that to happen. So it was, yeah. it was the music, it was the movies, it was art, it was everything. Even like, but earlier than the strokes, I was obsessed with Sloan. Oh, really yeah. Young. <laughs> like 11, 12, 13. Like yeah. Yeah. obsessed. Of course. Yeah. Then I, grew, I kind of grew out of it. I, yeah. I, now I love Sloan as, as much as I ever did, but I mm-hmm. kind of grew out of it being like, I need something younger and whatever. Yes. Yeah. But then yes. the strokes, when they came through Toronto, they mm-hmm. had Sloan play with them. Oh, so yeah, it felt yeah. like this vindication mm-hmm. of my taste. You're like, no, they are cool. Yeah. Personal taste. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I love that. I love that because, like, the strokes definitely influenced how, like, I wanted to be. But also, like, the type of life that I wanted to live. They felt like the city. They felt like this very, um, he- they felt hedonistic. Like, I've always been obsessed definitely. with yeah. hedonism. It was the type of thing where, like, when my parents weren't at home, I'd, like, <laughs> I'd eat a bunch of snacks and drink yes. alcohol <laughs> and course. listen to music and just, like, be, oh you know, like, just be yeah. irresponsible. And they felt like that for me. And they m- made me, like, imagine a world where, like, I'm a little artist and I'm walking down the street. I'm going to the grocery store and I'm getting one baguette. And I'm getting oh, a bottle yeah, of wine. Yeah, and I'm eating the baguette in my little living room that I have my tiny little shitty apartment because that's cool. It's cool to have a tiny little oh. shitty apartment. Oh. And, and, and I, I, hung out all the wor- I hung out all the like things they did for life, like not changing your clothes too mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. And like they also just, it was so much arbitrary stuff, but they refused to do, originally they refused to do music videos. Yes. Because they're so fake. Yeah. So then they oh did, when they did yes. Last Night, which was like the song that sort of like really popularized yeah. them. They were like, yeah, we'll do a video for Last Night, but we have to play the song live in the video. And, and we that have to be has drunk. to be the audio, not the album <laughs> exactly. audio. And we have to be drunk. Yeah. So, oh, so, I, yes. so I was like, I'm taking that to heart in every way. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, th- that yeah. was a huge part of it. Yeah, yeah. And That's I, cool. I, I like that. And I was just going to say, I'm looking at the album cover for uh, the uh, for Tony Ho's, um, uh, whatchamacallit, Residuals album. Oh, and yeah. it's it's very, like, even, like, you can even see the influence in that. Like, it, Definitely. they influence the way I watched comedy. Like, I wasn't Definitely. like, you know, everyone who liked the strokes on Tumblr also liked, like, fucking Adventure Time and the Eric Andre show. So it was like... If you yeah. like this, you have to like that. And they, it's so it's true. crazy. And, and for me, it was Mr. Show also yes. because David <sighs> Cross was yeah. like a scenester in New York City at the mm-hmm. time, and he hung out with the Strokes. Mm-hmm. Like he was their he was their friend, and they idolized him. So then that was me, like direct line to yeah. Mr. Show, yeah. which I still like love to this day, sort in parts, anyways. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, except one of the guys from Mr. Show stormed the Capitol. I think. <laughs> No. Yes. 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 Jay Johnston. That. I'm not surprised. One of like bit players, but who was in like some of the funniest sketches. Oh my uh, God. He stormed the Capitol. Honestly, you could tell me Small any digression. any white guy has stormed the Capitol. I'm like, yeah. If you yeah. told me yeah. Freddie Freddie stormed the Capitol, I'd be like, he snapped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, Freddie's, Freddie's half Latino. There's no way he was there. <laughs> I mean, there were black people some there. Like, I'm like, I know. I was gonna so say something. I'm like, it's the I know. I was gonna say. <laughs> I, I know, it was like, Miguel, we can't pretend that there aren't a bunch of Trump-tinos out there. No, there there's so plenty Tino. of trump every, every time you see a white supremacist group, there's always there's always one or two Latino people pushed to the front. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> you're like, why diverse? How, why divert? We're diverse. And they're so happy How to be How does this make sense? <laughs> the oh idea God. of a white supremacy group also having, like, diversity, like... Yeah. <laughs> a diversity, diversity quota? Part of their, like, a quota? To be like, we also find it's important to have someone on the board who is not white. <laughs> no, yeah, They're white, hateful white rhetoric. Group is like, we're having Taco Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, now they have, like, a Spanish section on their website. And it's like, oh we got we to gotta build that wall, but it's in Spanish. Oh Blanco. <laughs> oh, God. oh, my God. Oh, I love funny. that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, as, we're, as we're coming to the end here, I know that, like, the Strokes, they're not a band known for turning looks. But as we know, they have because they have such a defined like norm core aesthetic. Till this day, if I see a man who's dressed any way, shape, or form like um, um, Fabrizio, I'm immediately like, husband, I'll, I'll marry that man. I'll marry that man. But so I want to know, like, I, because we can't really be like, what's an outfit that you like from the Strokes? I want you to describe your quintessential Strokes outfit. Not that you want them to wear, but that you would wear. It's you as a paper doll. Yeah. I love that. Okay, so first of all, I'm because of quarantine, Mm -hmm. I sort of have my old hair back. So I kind of have Strokes hair. Oh my god. This is a hair reveal. Oh Oh, yeah, it looks good. It this works for you. Oh this is working. This is working. This is I haven't cut my hair in so long. So it's, it doesn't like, look this scruffy is, this or bad. This is what bad. I used to look like all the time. Like, like, <laughs> oh my god! So literally, you became a teenager just I think then. It's and listeners should know, Miguel now has floppy, mm-hmm. floppy hair. There's bangs. There's he's giving us Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. My hair is about the same length right now. I can't do a hair reveal because it's so greasy that if I took it out, it would just be it would just be glued flat. to my hat. It would just be flat. It would I'm, be so gross. I'm trying to hide much under here, but <laughs> um, oh, that's I a good probably, bang length. That's I would probably wear a very, 
very tight, too small for me T-shirt. Nice. Yeah. Either, either I remember the shirts that I had were either like very, very indie bands, mm-hmm. like clap your hands, say yeah. Oh my god! Oh, oh my god! I used to wear that shirt all the time. <laughs> yeah. So probably my my clap your hands, say yeah. I'm I'm definitely an L bordering on XL for T-shirts, <laughs> but this was definitely a medium. <laughs> Definitely a medium. Yeah. Yes. Tucked totally. in, and the jeans were skin tight with probably the hint of a knee rip, but it's not there. And then I would wear Converse. Oh, it has God. to be Converse. That's There's something you just iconic described, Converse. You just described That's me cool. on a civvies day at my Catholic high school in 2009. <laughs> 2009, oh my God. Shirt tucked in. Yeah, it's far too yeah. fucking small. <laughs> Ava, what's, what's your paper doll outfit for the stroke? So because I was a girl in high school. Ava's um, rubbing her hand, their hands together. <laughs> Here we Bir- go. Birdman style. <laughs> um, I feel like uh, the strokes aesthetic for girls was it was um adjacent to the zoe de chanel aesthetic of like twee like ukulele like welcome to my kitchen like it was like you know the a-line skirt yeah yeah uh but like with like um like uh yeah an a-line skirt very short with like uh tights a sweater oversized Ooh. so i can pull it up you know so you pull up the sleeves and you're like mm-hmm, thank you a little and collar like, let's get a hot I'm cold. Let's get a and then and then um it would be like a canvas bag with like a two-door cinema club on it and, oh my god we would have like been if beanie. you we would have been best friends in high and red school lipstick. If, red lipstick if yes. i saw you with that two-door cinema club tote i would have like grabbed you by the wrist and best I would friends Yes. I would have like made you smoke cigarettes. Like, yes. smoking, I said, and I, I would have. Um, that, that, oh, I never got so into great. smoking cigarettes. I got I I definitely got huge into smoking weed. Hell yeah! But the Strokes were all about smoking cigarettes. Yeah, and that yeah. was one I bridge started. I just couldn't cross. That's why I started. Oh, Isn't music so like bad? the Strokes is no totally the reason why I started smoking too, cigarettes yeah. in high school. It's because I would li- <laughs> blame you listen- Julian for it. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I, I will. He looked very cool smoking a cigarette. Cool. They really do. I mean, there's a reason why people smoke. It's not because it looks ugly. It's because it, it looks cool. It looks like, like, like I'm over dope. this. <laughs> I know. And, it looks ugly. But I will say there was also something about smoking as a teenager that just, once you once you become the age of like, you just look like a sad man having a cigarette outside of like a comedy club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would like look in the mirror and be like, oh, I don't look like a chic little girl. No. Like, I'm, I'm truly just like a sad, a sad man. <laughs> <laughs> ben, what, what would your outfit look like? Your strokes outfit? Oh my god! I mean, pretty similar to Miguel's, to be honest. Mm. I I love like it would have probably been, uh, and I wasn't cool enough in high school. I wasn't getting any band T-shirts just yet, mm-hmm. but like I would have gotten like probably like a graphic tee. And I love. I think Abba, you mentioned Adventure Time was very like yes, big. With, I I was big in maybe like an Adventure Time T-shirt. My jeans, I will say, the rips would have been big and yes. they would have been visible. Mm-hmm. So so tight. I will never should I choose to donate my sperm. That sperm will not work. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Julian. And Fab. Thanks a lot, Julian. <laughs> also, you know what else is bad for sperm health? Smoking cigarettes. Pretty so right. yeah. thanks oh to, thanks to the Strokes, I'm effectively infertile. And <laughs> congratulations. I can, and I'm gonna sue them for that. But it would be that and Converse for sure. And they would mm-hmm. have to be like, you know what I loved is like an all bl- like black shirt, black yeah. skinny jeans. Yes. And then the pop of colors and like a cherry red Converse. Yes. That to me. That's that so me, 2009. That's, oh my well, God. We would yeah. be remiss if we didn't mention that the Strokes had, they all had like a uniform aesthetic, but Albert Hammond Jr., one of the guitarists, specifically would always wear button up shirts yes. with a tie yes. and like the belt would match the socks. Yes. And oh, I thought it was, it was so hot. And I the skinniest, was so hot. the skinniest like, what? You put work into this yes those skinny ties i thought were the coolest fucking thing i remember being like a kid being like the minute i have to go to a wedding or a funeral i'm getting a skinny Skinny tie tie. well i hate that like bands like all american rejects actually (laughs) also (laughs) kind of sort of dress like that and it's really warped what i find attractive and i really hate that like i am blocking my blessings (laughs) by waiting (laughs) for some loser who looks like he's a barista you know oh my god you can find that that's not that hard to find it's very accessible. Abba, just throw a rock. You'll, Honestly, you'll hit two. And they're, pro- they're probably comedians. You um, live in the West End. Like, you not will. anymore. Not anymore. Oh, yeah. you're. Wait, yes. where are you? Well, it's still kind of West End. I guess I don't have to ask you where you live on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's your address? Postal exactly? code. Yeah. Postal code. Give us your postal Honestly, code. please, someone come and kill me. I'll happily <laughs> say my address. Which way does your window face? Don't put that out there. 
Um, no. but, um, Aiden, what's your what's your Strokes outfit? Yeah. Um, I would just wear the OC's Adrian Brody like a backpack. <laughs> <laughs> Aiden, you horny little bitch. Uh, I'm sorry, (laughs) but I stand by my answer. (laughs) No, it it works. It works for you specifically. Thank you. Oh, that's really funny. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. And before we end, I guess I I was gonna ask like, what's a project you want to see the Strokes come out with before their career ends or before they like all die? Um, It can be anything. I know what it is. It's not. It's not funny or special. I just want to see them live again because because the pandemic has like really really brought into focus how much I enjoy live music. Like I think we all. I don't think any of us are ready for when we see a band for the first time. Doesn't matter what band. And you'll see any band, and you're just gonna be like, <laughs> I'm gonna be no. sobbing. I'm gonna be sobbing when you see everything yeah. about it. That you can put me into sad. like whatever the March of the Juggalos. Is that what it's called? <laughs> that, that place is apparently like loving now. Apparently, those people are nice. Oh, I would have cried, cried. Well, because but, but, they look like white They look like Juggalos. But they're, apparently, they're a marginalized group. <laughs> like, Stop yeah, it. They they're are. a terrorist group and a marginalized group somehow. Apparently. <laughs> But the Strokes, like, you know, the other thing is that they were so good live. Mm-hmm. They, they're from an era where, like, being the tightest band ever was super yeah. relevant. Yeah. So I've, I've right. seen them live, like, probably six or seven times. And mm. they, they're, like, oh, Where have perfection. you seen them live? I saw them at, I saw them at several places. Um, ACC, back when it was, like, they would close half of it off and make it the theater. Yeah. Of course. Um, I saw them in Mississauga at the no. Hershey Center. No. Yeah. That's yeah. insane. And, oh, my God. Here's a funny story about that place before mm-hmm. we get out of here. Mm-hmm. We're, we're there watching it, and the album that has uh, I'll Try Anything. What's that song called again? Um, I'll Try Anything Once. I'll Try Anything Once. No, yeah. Is yeah. that what it is? Yeah. yeah is I that the so. demo version? So. Anyways. Mm-hmm. They're playing that, and I turn around. I'm standing right in front of the sound booth, like that's kind of like caged off. Mm-hmm. And a celebrity was standing in there watching them. Oh my God. And and someone else was like, "Look who's there!" And it was George Clooney. George <gasps> Clooney no. at the Hershey Center in Stop Mississauga it. watching the Strokes. In <laughs> Mississauga. <laughs> what? Miguel, that was the last name I'd ever expect to hear. I, I would expect you to say Drake before fucking George I know. Clooney. Like. No, George Clooney, like sunglasses indoors oh, hiding crazy. in the sound booth because he's just such a huge strokes fan that is like, so crazy yeah oh my wow. god and he just had to go to the hershey center he had to go to the hershey center in downtown i can picture someone in his team be like i know you said you wanted to go see the strokes tonight but just so you know it's at the hershey center in mississauga and he's like i don't care i'll see my boys anywhere even brampton i'll stand with the sound guy yeah get out of here george oh god it makes sense though i I feel like a guy who would shit in his friend's cat litter box as a prank (laughs) to go and see the strokes on Honey, he's probably shitting so much from all those nespressos he drinks (laughs) (laughs) any any person who's like yeah i'm known for pranks yeah yikes Yikes. get out of here Yeah. You don't have a personality. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm so good looking and cool that I, I play these pranks on people and I don't think about the aftermath no. or the results or how they feel. Oh, I would love to pranks. see like fly on the wall footage of him trying to pull his first ever prank on Amal and her, a human rights lawyer, being like, do not do that to me ever again. Like, you violated my rights. You, like, yeah. uh, did you put salt in my coffee? <laughs> that isn't funny. It's That's an espresso just... ad. <laughs> and you like, I also put sugar in your gas tank. What? What? That's a quick way to destroy your car. Right. Okay, George, that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what makes their marriage work. That's why they've been together all this time. I don't believe that they're married. She's her beard. It doesn't make sense. He's. (gasps) You think he's gay? Yes, he's gay. I think everyone's gay, though. But every. Because you know why? This is why everyone is. Everyone's gay. Everyone's a little bit gay. Everyone's a little bit gay. Yeah. A little bit. Just kind of Miguel's co-signing. So oh yeah, true. absolutely. <laughs> have to be a little bit gay. A little bit. Yeah. What's the point of anything? Oh my god. Exactly. This episode. The this Strokes episode? used to have this like aggressive hetero makeout thing that they did all the time too. <gasps> they would all make out with each other in yeah. front of every time they were in an interview or like on stage, and it would be like, "Who cares?" <laughs> yeah. Oh. Like, <laughs> Throwing caution god. to the wind. I'll yeah, kiss my like, friend. Our, we're not even gay. <laughs> we <laughs> fucking love making out. Yeah. Very my bizarre. God. Oh my god. 
Oh, I one of it. them had to have been. One of them had to have been. It one was, them it was fat. One of them, was at sure least, fat. at least. What'd you say? What'd you say? No, it was just like out of five. Oh, statistically, exactly. yeah. Statistically, two of them are gay. Yes. I think. Truly, and I, and those two were the ones. Like, you know what we should do in like an interview? You know, It'd be like so <laughs> funny, so funny, so funny. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. We don't really like make out though. It's like, yeah, but no, we do it. Subversively, subversively, of course. Subversively. Subversively. I mean, like whatever or whatever, but we should all make out. <laughs> <laughs> there's always like that one guy that's like, you know, it'd be so fucking hilarious. Next time, hand jobs. And they're just like, yeah. hey, that's oh funny. That's that's subversive. That's oh funny. That. Oh my god. Now that is comedy. Oh my god. I I've enjoyed myself. This has been such a funny, fun, fun, fun episode. I've I've enjoyed myself. Thanks. I've so enjoyed much. myself also. I've enjoyed myself. No, it's so much fun talking about the shows because they're such like a very much a relic of my youth. I'm still oh, young, definitely. but like, <laughs> like when you, I found you. out we we're talking about the Strokes, I was like dancing to Undercover Darkness in my bedroom, yes. just really having fun. Yes. you know, really and I'll, I'll just say that this last album was good, but the album before that, Come Down Machine, is also oh, pretty okay. Good. I okay. never got into Come Down Machine because I didn't like get this the album art. Isn't that so stupid? Oh my God. Is it, isn't it like an RC? Oh wait, never mind. I didn't like Angles. I liked Come Down oh. Machine. Never mind. Oh, Angles is I, bad. Angles I, I, is bad. I don't bad. like. Why are why is the album? Like it's that? interesting because I Angles was like I think the first Strokes album I like listened to. Really? It's it's not terrible. It just does not measure up. It's, oh it no, it, it's there are only like two songs that I remember, and even like Machu Picchu is not even that good. If I'm real. Yeah, yeah, Machu Picchu. I just I don't like the, right. the guitar. Song. You know what? You know what the best Stroke song is later. Oh. It's not a Stroke song. It's Julian with Daft Punk. <gasps> oh, that Julian. Yeah, what, what, um, what the hell is that song called again? Uh, Instant Crush. Julian. Instant Crush. Yeah. Man, that song is good. So good. Song. Oh, my oh, God. I need I to revisit. It. I need to revisit Because it's it. like, the, it's Daft Punk, but I feel like Pharrell, did Pharrell produce on that album? He worked all over that album. Yeah. I don't know if he had, I don't know if he had his hands on that track. I wonder. Probably. Yeah, there's yeah. like a, a Pharrellism there before he ruined our lives with Happy. Um, oh or maybe God. it was after that. I can't remember. But yeah. <laughs> such, such he definitely sings on a few uh, songs on that album. Yeah, yeah. Like Happy, obviously. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, and oh, I did totally. like that song as, as annoying as it was. Um, but yeah, before you go, Miguel, tell us one more time where we can find you and uh, yes. what should we should support that you have coming up. Mm-hmm. Everybody should listen to the Tony Ho podcast, yeah. which I heard has a new writer <laughs> who may or may not be a part of this podcast. I wonder oh, I know, who it is. I know who it is. I know who it is. It's Abba. It's Abba. It's Abba. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so the Tony Ho podcast, we're making season three right now. It's, it's going to come out sometime soon-ish. Season one and two are available wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. That's so much fun. And uh, yeah, check out Pretty Hard Cases and listen to mm-hmm. Because News on CBC Radio. Yeah. And yes. that's me. Yeah. Also, Meg Revis on everything. Yes. Yay! Perfect. Thank you so much, so much, so much. Yes, thank you so much. This was this was great. Such a fun time. Please follow me at A-B-A-Q-U-A-N on Twitter. Same name on Instagram, except one extra N. And please follow, subscribe, rate on Nostalgic Podcast. We need the ratings. It's what feeds our children. It but fees our children. Listen, I am a mother of three. Everybody who's listening from the podcast knows us, and they are hungry. Mm-hmm. So leave a five star rating. It truly is the best way to support the pod. Follow Nostalgic Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, blah blah blah. Um, ben Sosa Wright on Twitter and TikTok. JK Miss Thing on Instagram. I think I'm just gonna change, it change to all it. Ben Sosa Wright on all platforms. Your Officially, fans... I'm doing. I'm doing it today. I'm doing it today. Yeah, your fans so, need to find you. I, I'm doing it today. Um, and yes, leave a leave a rating and review wherever podcasts are found. Yeah, and what about you, Aiders? Oh, yes, Aiders. Yes, you. Yes! Aiders on Instagram. I think Aiden underscore O'Loughlin. Good luck spelling that <laughs> um, on Twitter. If yes. you've spelt it and you've made it that far, then that's the true test. Okay. I remember being in kindergarten and them being like, this is how you write your first name. And I was like, no problem. There's repeated letters here. And then they were like, this is your last name. And I was like, I'm not for good alumnus. <laughs> Didn't, didn't, what's her name from, uh, what was it, Full House, Go to Jail? Doesn't she have your last Lori, name? Lori Laughlin. La- oh, oh, sorry, yeah. I didn't say Laughlin. Yeah. She popularized the name. So. She, did. she sure did. She did. Oh she did that God. for you. Yeah. Just for exactly. you. When I go to jail, she I'm going to sweet ready. There's a precedent. <laughs> She's already set a precedent. Yeah. You're going to walk into a like another one, another Laughlin. Oh, my oh God. God. Admission scandal queen. <laughs> 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 Alrighty, then. I guess it's time to say bye. 
Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell I work with kids? <laughs> okay, everyone, get your backpacks ready. Okay, so you've been listening to Abba. And you've been listening to Beth. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.